You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today's episode is called Five Tips for Coping with Uncertainty. I'd like to introduce this episode by talking a little about resilience, which is your ability to bounce back from stress. Resilience is something that you need to be able to cope with uncertainty in a healthy way, and it's not until you're tested that you realise how much resilience you actually have or not. It's not until certainty is taken away that you're realising how well you're able to cope with it. And so in this episode, I want to start by defining resilience and then talking about five things that you can do to help you to better cope with uncertainty and to build resilience. Let's start with some definitions of resilience, and I want to present three. The first one is advancing despite adversity. It's a nice, simple definition. The second is that you can recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. And the third definition of resilience is your capacity to respond to stress in a healthy way. All of them are accurate and relevant, and they say different versions of the same thing pretty much. The message is clear. When you're resilient, you're better equipped to cope with uncertainty. Resilience is built by using a set of skills and doing certain habits consistently. And that's what I want to talk about today. Here's an analogy for resilience. If resilience was money, it would be like you having $50,000 in your account as a buffer. Just like savings in the bank, Resilience is a kind of personal wealth that must be built over time. Firstly, I'd like to talk about the skills of coping with uncertainty and then to talk about some habits that you can develop to build resilience and help you to cope better. So let's start with those tips. The first one is to acknowledge that it's normal to feel stressed. As we have seen recently, uncertainty is a normal and unavoidable part of life. We have control over many things in life, but we can't control everything that happens to us. And even outside of the pandemic, life throws us all curveballs at times. We lose our jobs, people pass away, our kids leave home, and our relationships change. And these are just a few. We may feel stressed about what we can and can't control, and that's normal. Please recognise that stress is a response that helps you to survive. Healthy or positive stress allows you to adapt and to make good out of situations. It's just unhealthy or negative stress that can feel difficult and might need attention. The first step, recognising and accepting that you feel stressed and to understand which type it is, is a first step to be able to cope and to build resilience. And actually acknowledging that you feel stressed and talking about it can give a sense of relief and can help you to recognise that you're just feeling something right now that is normal and will pass. So that first tip is to acknowledge that it's normal to feel stressed, that other people do as well. The second tip is to learn how to process your negative emotions or what I mean is to feel the feelings that are coming up. I think this is a really important part of helping you to cope with uncertainty is because a lot of emotions come up and a lot of for a lot of adults processing those emotions can feel difficult we might have forgotten how to do it or we've been too busy to give it any attention and we don't feel comfortable but it is a really important skill to have because we can't suppress negative emotions the research shows that 
those negative emotions hang around in the background and eventually come out like a big volcano when you least expect it or when something stressful happens that is outside your control. A really simple analogy is if you want to learn how to process your emotions properly, watch your kids. Think about the last time your child fell over or got into a verbal fight with a sibling or friend. They probably talked about how they want. They might have screamed or called someone a name or said it's unfair and they cried a lot. But eventually the crying and the tantrum would have stopped and they would have settled down and moved on. That's a really simple way to explain the process of processing your emotions. It's about making time and space to acknowledge what you're feeling, to feel the feelings with self-compassion and to let them go. And this can help you to cope better with stresses that come up in your life and particularly uncertainty, just to verbalize it and get it out. Tip number three is to focus on what you can control and that helps you to dial down stress and emotional intensity. Please know that stress is caused in your own brain and therefore you can use your brain to counteract and resolve that stress. What I'm saying is that we are the ones that decide how we will re react to life's circumstances. Your brain can tell you a fantastic story about how bad things are. You might have had this experience at three in the morning, you wake up and everything seems like a catastrophe. And the next day you think, oh, it wasn't so bad. It was just that waking up at 3 a.m. thing. Realize that your brain creates those thoughts, but that you are not your thoughts. Those thoughts come into your head, but they're not necessarily facts and they're not necessarily who you are. So rather than get bogged down with them, by overanalyzing things or over-focusing on the things that you can't control, it can really help you to get out of that state by seeing the flip side, what I call factualizing. If you focus on the things that you can control, you can shift out of an overly emotional state and back into some logical thinking, which can help you to calm things down. What that looks like could include listing things that you do have control of. For example, the time you wake up, what you're going to make for breakfast, the time that you go to bed, who you choose to speak to in the day, how you spend your time in some circumstances. Those sorts of things could be things that you do have control over. The other thing you can do is to identify all of the things that are stable in your life right now. What are all the things that you do have that aren't shifting? You have a pillow on your bed. You have water coming out of the tap all of the things that are stable and are consistent in your life. And that could also include relationships that you have. Another thing that you can focus on that's a fact that can help dial down that stress and emotion is recognising how you've succeeded in the past. I can't think of anybody I know that hasn't been through some sort of adversity and when you reflect back on those times, we have conquered adversity, when you have gotten through a stressful period, it can help you to understand that you know what it feels like. You can recreate that feeling in your body and it can give you a sense of hope that it may happen again. You may also be able to reflect on what has worked for you and what you can do that you hadn't thought of necessarily. And that leads to my fourth tip. My fourth tip for learning how to cope with uncertainty and to build resilience is to use your existing skills. 
think about any uncertain times and what you've learned from those times. What did you learn about yourself? How did you cope? What skills did you use? How did you use them? What worked? What was the outcome? If you can reflect on a past situation and answer those questions, you're going to get a lot of information about what you can achieve and what's possible despite uncertainty. Here's an example that's happened recently. A client of mine is struggling with uncertainty around her job. Every week she's been told a different thing. She's going to be moved here, she's going to be moved there, she's not moving, it's being put off for several weeks. No, it's happening now. She'll have to do training, she won't have to do training. On and on and on it goes. And understandably, she's feeling a lack of control over her future and even her ability to just plan the current week. When we discussed this further, she identified that one of her skills is organising. Oh, and another of her skills, she says, is persistence. Oh, and a third skill she identified was being asked, being able to ask for help. As we, as we talked, she realised that she actually has a lot of skills that she could use to her advantage in these uncertain times. She talked about how in the past she's been able to develop a week-by-week -week schedule to help her to cope with the uncertainty. And she realised she could do this again and reach out for help to make sure that this schedule was the right thing for her, to get that second eye on things, to give her a sense of confidence and validity. So by focusing on using her skills that have worked before, she's been able to get through what is a period of upheaval and uncertainty. And that is simply making a plan for this week and getting organised, persisting to achieve those things that she said she would do and asking for help along the way. Your skills might be different, but hopefully that example helps you to understand how to look at what you've been able to do before and perhaps use those same skills again for a better outcome than what you have now. And my fifth tip for coping with uncertainty is to practice self-care as a regular habit. Now, some people don't like the word self-care. They say, oh, it sounds a bit sissy or a bit woo-woo or whatever, but what it actually means is simply doing things that boost your physical, mental or emotional health. That's it. So that could be watching a movie. It could be walking your dog. It could be cleaning the coffee machine. Whatever it is for you, self-care is doing something that helps you to feel physically, mentally or emotionally better. Most of us don't make enough time to do these important things and that's often why we struggle to cope in the first place because we haven't built that resilience bank through regular self-care activities. How it works physiolog physiologically is that self-care activities help to create healthy hormonal responses in our bodies. They remove us from the uncomfortable situation we're feeling that we're in. They give us an outlet to help manage stress and they help us to feel mentally and emotionally replenished. Some self-care activities can feel like an achievement, even in uncertain times. And some self-care activities tick multiple boxes. For example, exercise. Here's an example. Let's say that you're able to go out into your backyard and use a skipping rope for a few minutes. You break a sweat, you release some tension, and you release endorphins, those feel-good hormones that help you to feel calm and happy. While you're skipping, your mind is on the present moment. You're trying hard not to trip on the jump rope and stay upright. Or maybe you're counting your reps. But you're totally mindful and present while 
doing that activity. Meanwhile, you're outside in nature. Your body is experiencing the physical sensations that are just helping to distract your mental worries. You remember what it's like to be outside again. You feel the breeze on your skin, the sun on your face, a chill in the air as it gets darker and cooler. And after all of that, even if it's only a few minutes, you can feel like you've achieved something and you have something to show for it, an elevated heart rate, knowing that you've done something positive and good for yourself, and you're probably feeling calmer and more in control. This is just one example, but you could apply to any other self-care activity, like cooking yourself a nourishing meal, reading a book for 10 minutes, taking a warm bath, meditating, doing yoga, reaching out to friends for help. As you can see, self-care is a way of building and maintaining resilience. It's what puts credits in the bank for when you need them, emotional and mental wellbeing credits. If you actively practice self-care activities each week, you can keep building your mental and emotional savings account. So here's a summary of what I've discussed today. Resilience is your ability to bounce back from stress and it's something that you need to be able to cope with uncertainty in a healthy way. It's often not until your busy life has been disrupted and turned upside down that you realise you're not coping well and that you need to build your resilience. Today I've described five ways to cope with uncertainty and to start building resilience. Firstly, to acknowledge and remind yourself that it's normal to feel stressed sometimes. Secondly, to learn how to process negative emotions, to feel the feelings and let them go. Thirdly, to focus on what you can control rather than what you can't, so that you can start thinking more logically than emotionally. Fourth, to identify your existing skills and decide how you will use them to help you overcome adversity. And five, to develop a consistent self-care practice. I hope that's been useful for you. There are so many things that we can do in these times and I think the key thing for you is to decide which one or two things can you do right now that will make the biggest difference in terms of your ability to cope with uncertainty and to build resilience. If you need help or have comments, visit my website, melaniejwhite.com forward slash contact. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you soon.